0: Up man, he's got it. The hat trick. I'm not sure how many in the Brisbane Heat know about it or they don't care. <laughs> yeah, they're not over overdoing it, that's for sure. It's the fourth hat trick in BBL history. A very warm welcome to the Cricket Library Weekly. My name is Matt Ellis, and joining me, as always, Robbie McKinley. A very warm welcome to you and all of our listeners.
1: Yes, Matty, warm welcome back to you and our listeners. And um good we're back to our weekly spot. Well, I think we haven't gone over the seven days this time, so that's fantastic. Um that'll keep a lot of our loyal listeners. Um happy I did get some feedback from one of them out of the um out of the Central West and was wondering why we just prolonged it a bit, but I explained to him the reasons why and he's uh tuning in again.
0: Oh, excellent to hear. That's great to hear. I I hear um also that people like listening to the podcast on on a drive so hopefully yep. fingers crossed um there's a couple of big drives left in the weekend for people to listen to the Cr- cricket library weekly now Robbie did you did you pick up on uh in the intro to the show i didn't hear uh who it was that took that hat trick we heard some audio oh, there from yeah. a big bash game and it, you read my mind.
1: I, I know it, it, I know. I think. Uh, oh, correct me. There's only half a dozen hat tricks in the history of it. I, oh, I've got it because I remember that
0: there's something to
1: do with um, the, uh, the, the 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 on the mic, and I'm just trying to. I can't quite get it, Matt.
0: Well, I think it wasn't a Jimmy Pearson on the player mic they mentioned. He was on country. the mic. That's yeah. The mic. So, oh. Can you narrow it down? Six hat-tricks. I'm just trying to think. I know Xavier Doherty got one for the Hurricanes. Um, so it's
1: Qu- with the Queensland game. So, oh, um, Jockey Layla.
0: Oh, yes, of course. He um, He's at the Melbourne Renegades now. now J.K. Layla. You're not going to believe this, Robbie. But. Yeah. Andrew Ty took two hat tricks in the Big Bash 2016, yeah. 2017. One of those against the Brisbane Heat, funnily enough. But he was Josh Leila's first wicket in Josh Layla's hat trick. So Andrew Ty has taken two hat tricks and been part of another one. Half of half of the six oh, stop it. KFC <laughs> Big Bash hat tricks have involved Andrew Ty in some capacity.
1: Well, I had a stat
0: later in the
1: episode. I just don't think i will worry about it. Now you have now. <laughs> through but, the roof, Matt. Hey, but, that is awesome. No, that is it. It is JK Layla.
0: And do you know what like, even better news is? I actually... Uh, you got him, didn't you? I got him. Yeah, Josh Layla will be joining us. Josh Layla from the Melbourne Renegades joining us on the Cricket Library Weekly in this episode. So make uh, sure you tune in for that. Deep. He, okay. um he's going to talk about something very interesting that he's doing outside of cricket. I won't give too much away. We'll we'll wait. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll lure people I, in a little bit longer. Oh, I should
1: have picked up on that because you did tell me uh, a couple of days ago you were hoping to get Josh, and with the hat trick and uh, anyway, yeah, well played.
0: Yeah, and I didn't I didn't put it in the uh, show notes either, Robbie. No, I no. don't like I to give too that. much away there. <laughs> anyway. We'll get into things. Let's get into things. We, well, we, let's let's get into it, eh? I think we've talked enough, guys? Robbie. Let's get in. But <laughs> <We're just laughs> padding things out here, we we've got a big show. Obviously, Josh Layla coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking WNCL. We've got a big day nighter at the Wacker. I know Dylan, one of our loyal listeners over in Perth, yes. he's going to be attending that game. He he might oh, have actually even taken some annual leave for that one as well uh well, little, there's
1: another topic
0: yeah oh. well maybe we can get to that yeah. a bit later as well but the sheffield shield robbie uh can we start with the ladder oh thank you <laughs> okay.
1: i have got a smack bang in front of, and well new south wales have gone to the top of the ladder and Oh, have they w- well done they got a t- t- couple of good well done here well done on south australia for making a declaration where it kept the game open gave both teams a chance yeah well done to new south wales for declaring well behind in the first innings. Yep. to try to create a game now there was another game played there where at queensland and it had probably cost them the latter leadership i thought they they went and got 13 points but gee they just kept batting and batting and batting and uh, well you know they they got there in the end against west australia but uh I thought if they might have done a similar thing to New South Wales, set up a bit of a run chase, yeah. they could have got the points. But it's a narrow lead. It's, uh, it's, it's 0.17 of a lead on top of the ladder. West Australia, who played the same game as New South uh, Wales, on 19.7. Queensland do have a game in spare, but what it has done, is New South Wales defeat Queensland next time they play, that just might kick things for New South Wales hosting a final. Victoria bit unlucky, Matty. They had a washout. They're probably in a pretty good position to take the points. Um, It obviously disappointed Marcus Harris. um, (laughs) Yeah. how things panned out. He popped the week for a bit of frustration. And look, Tassie and South Australia, I think, uh, yeah, they're going to be out of contention, Matty. They're they're well behind the pace. Haven't won a game yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when do they play each other? Or have they already played each other? They have already played each other. So, yeah. Sort of, it's not going to be. Um, well, I'm not sure
1: they got it even they got any more. But they play them a, a game. But um, yeah, they've just. I think there's going to be some nuisance for you amongst a couple of those sides. But uh, gee, that was a big win for New South Wales. Well, a long way behind that first thing, it's a gutsy one. But Maddie, the most interesting thing to come out of that game in the Sheffield Shield, and look, I know you're a, a connoisseur and uh, study score sheets at, at all levels of cricket. The thing that struck about South Australia in their first innings was, and a, a massive total that they did compile of, of um eight for four hundred and eighty-two. Six players top fifty: Alex Carey one hundred and twenty-five, Travis Head sixty-four, Jack Woof, weverall sixty-six, Jake Lehman eighty, Harry Nielsen fifty, and then we had um, a fifty there from um I just Chad Sayers the, fifty-two not Andy out. Sayers. Yeah, so. Oh, that doesn't happen
0: very often, does it, Bat? I don't think that's a common occurrence for that many fifty-plus scores. Considering you had two of the top three not make fifties,
2: correct?
1: Yes.
0: So, yeah, well, well done, South Australia, setting up the game there, making it making it a game, and giving them chan- They they were they were trying to uh, put New South Wales in a situation which would give South Australia a chance of winning the game. So just didn't work out that way for South Australia this time. New South Wales getting the runs uh, just the four wickets down. (coughs) Shawnee Abbott and Moses. Yeah. Very impressive from those two gentlemen. And we need to mention uh, the first innings as well for New South Wales. A a ton for Curtis Patterson. Great to see him back on the run scorers list for New South Wales. And speaking of run scorers lists, uh, Cameron Green, oh. hasn't he been churning out the runs ad nauseum? Uh, unbelievable, hasn't it? He's just,
1: and look, it all—it's satisfactory. He went back and played grade
0: cricket.
2: Yeah,
1: fantastic. And uh, he got a double ton, I believe, in grade cricket. He's come out and made two hundred and fifty one at a good clip too, Matt. Three hundred and forty three balls. He hit five sixes, twenty nine boundaries. One thing Cameron Green has shown about his game, he's got an all-around game. He, he can he can go at different paces. Mm. Gear. He's got a lot of gear changes, He can, uh, which is going to make him such a weapon going forward for Australia over the next decade, I think, uh, at, at any form of the game. But I just can't wait to see Cameron Green back playing test cricket again. He's got some excitement about him this boy. And well done, Hilton Cartwright, too. He's had a pretty good year, 96. And Sean Marsh. One of
0: our favourites on the Cricket Library Weekly. Yeah. Maddie, another 70, another beautiful inning. Just very easy on the eye, isn't he? S.E. Mars. He is. He's a, he's a pleasure to watch. And Robbie, in the Queensland innings, we need to talk about one of my favourite openers in the competition. Oh, I knew this was coming. Bryce Street, 117, his third first class 100. And I was pretty pumped to see him raise the bat. For that 117, Matty Renshaw as well 139 in the middle order. I- interesting that shift for Matty Renshaw moving, mm. like obviously open the batting for Australia, and he's making a home for himself in the middle order there for the Queenslanders. Matt, Matt
1: I just it just I know you're a very loyal man with Bryce Street.
0: I know he has a game to play, but a
1: role to play. Have you got any concerns about? The amount of balls in his hands, 117, he scored yes, but 335 balls. I'm just thinking of you know last session, day four, uh, WI batting, Queensland looking for wickets. Do you think maybe had it got a bit of a wriggle on a bit earlier that it you know that could have progressed the game a bit more? Or what? Uh, Can you get your thoughts on that?
0: I I really like the way Bryce Street applies himself, and he's that kind yep. of more that Pujara type, uh, willing willing to wait the balls in his area and where the bowling attacks down um yeah his shot selections impeccable and okay. we, he plays plays well off the back foot um yeah. and and sort of one of those guys that waits for the bowler to bowl to him and he's the kind of player I reckon over time you'll see that strike rate increase dramatically over time and yeah. just finding his way in first class cricket I yeah I I do love the guy. So yeah, no, that's
1: that's what I needed to hear. Um, it, that's, yeah, no, just just something that caught my eye. I always look at the back end of the game where yeah. you know it could have something been sort of pushed along here and there. But uh, no, good, good, and once again, five players made fifty plus there. Yeah, so we're Maddie. We're seeing a lot of number six, seven, and eight batsmen scoring heavily. Um, in that lower middle order,
0: aren't we? We certainly are. We certainly are, Robbie. And uh, that uh, rain affected game down in uh, Victoria as well. Any any other talking points for you out of out of that one? Uh, one, one thing I found interesting is Jack Clifton uh, mentioned how much he was liking PSP Hanscom at the moment, and yeah, he he's been looking pretty good, hasn't he? He has. Um, he he's had an
1: excellent season and. Made a bit of a change with his um, tech, uh, batting stance and set up, yep. which is really he's reaping the, the rewards. And and that was something Peter Hansken was a little bit reluctant to do, Matt. He'd been sort of been offered that advice, and he, you know he stuck that. And that's fair enough. But I think he's gone back and had a bit of a rethink about it, and he, he's come out and he's uh, he's batting beautifully. And I know we'll get to the Marsh Cup very soon, but he's also continued that form into the Marsh Cup today. So, Ooh, but, but yeah, look.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say let's let's just roll straight into the Marsh Cup. All right, because that was um, yeah. that was a good win today for the Tassie Tigers. Their first win of the season in the Marsh One Day Cup competition, and a debutant that you know a fair bit about, RB McKinlay, Todd Murphy, and yes. I, But before you before you give any intel, I'd just like to say one of the things I, I watched the cap presentation, Michael Beer. Doing the cap presentation speech, and it caught my eye that uh, Todd Murphy wouldn't be out of place in a cricket library. No, <laughs> no, he's special. He, um, he, he looked yeah. like he looked like the, the other librarians would make him feel very <laughs> welcome.
1: Yeah, no, look. So a little bit of background on Toddy Murphy. He's a boy from Moama, which is on the uh, on the Murray River. In the beautiful Murray region of sort of southwest New South Wales, um, across the border is a
2: about
1: two and a half hours out of um, out of Melbourne. Um, Moam is one of the fastest growing municipalities in Australia. It's uh, just flying along. Great golf courses, fishing, river boats. I'm not paid by the uh, by the uh, Moama Shire to broadcast that, but I just thought <laughs> I'd mention it. <laughs> but um, it's, it's a good result. A lot of people might if, if you can reflect back, probably less not that more than a year ago. Australia in the under-19 knocked out England with a big partnership late in the innings. And Toddy Murphy, who's more renowned as a spin bowler, he was involved in that partnership that got Australia up over um, England. So, but yeah, terrific young guy. He had spent a little bit of time in the on, in the New South Wales um, pathway. Yep. Uh, he was in the uh, local, in the Riverina Cricket Academy. But now he's, um, he's, uh, his father, Jamie, was a, a very good player down at St Kilda. Thinking around about the Shane Warne era, so yeah. Okay. Um, okay, good on Todd, Todd Murphy. Um, it, it's fantastic because uh, Chloe Rafferty, who plays WBBL, uh, is also from Moama. So Moama is certainly punching above their weight. So congratulations to Toddie, well done.
0: And thank you to the Moama Municipal Council for bringing us this segment today on the Cricket Library Weekly. <laughs> Uh, We appreciate their support. And uh, speaking of uh, good performers, Jordan Silk again, Robbie. JC Silk, another. He just keeps punching out the runs, doesn't he? 69 not out, getting Tassie over the line. Oh, and I should have mentioned too, Todd Murphy's first wicket in List day cricket, TD Payne. Not a bad get, was it? That's a pretty good get. Now,
1: Matt, just for our loyal listeners, could you just, Announce to listeners what Victoria's final score was, please. If you could just do it, maybe, maybe yeah, I, could, I, I,
0: could, I could probably, I could probably give it to you. And Victoria, Victoria, Victoria bowled out for two hundred and twenty-two in what was a disappointing total, considering that Peter Hanskin was there for much of the time, falling short of his hundred. But my word, they're going to have to score more than 222 to beat the Tasmanian Tigers down at the City Power Centre, which is a magnificent batting strip.
1: Very good. Thank you, Richie. Great memories, Richie. Benno, it's very true. They actually were two for 161 at one stage. Yeah. And then it just all fell apart from there. But yeah, well done to Tassie, But yeah, Pete Hanscom, 95. And Matt, from what I've seen at the Junction Oval this year, commentating WNCL cricket, that's... Score was well, well under par and I think that is reflected in Tasmania's response yeah. of uh four for two hundred and twenty five. And I think they did that in they really did that maybe just they had almost six seven overs left, so yeah, bit under par there. And uh, Jordan Silk again, as you said, we just keep mentioning this man. Yeah. I reckon he surely could have a haiku poem coming his way at some stage. Hello, Matt Fiction, if you're listening. Yeah, I think, oh, yeah,
0: well, we'll mm-hmm. have to see what we can do there. we get a word, word through there to Matt Fiction. Now, um, good news, if you're listening to this on Thursday, you can probably switch on your television or your computer or your KO, however you like to watch your cricket, Queensland Bulls the mm-hmm. WA. That one is going to be a big one. Very important clash for both teams. New South Wales sitting on top of the table with two wins plus a bonus point. WA and Queensland both sitting on four competition points. So the winner of this one, um, and particularly if they do get a bonus point, can sort of be challenging there for New South Wales up up near the top of the ladder. And, of course, New South Wales playing WA on Sunday down at the North Sydney Oval. And also we've got the Red Redbacks up against or Redbacks up against the Tigers, uh, that one on Friday as well. So yep. Marsh Cup lovers, uh, which I know my brother Andrew is, he if he could only watch one form of cricket, I think he'd he'd watch the Marsh One Day Cup. He okay. lo- he loves it. He loves it. I,
1: like, I must admit, I'm a bit of a lover of that 50-over game. So I think you can you can see the all round cricketer still yeah. play their part. Um, like, I'm not sure if you are made Bright Street. Um does he play in the Bulls one day, side, Matt?
0: I I don't think he's been selected for the game against Western Australia tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll, he, we'll see. We can work too, I guess. Yep. Yeah, um, definitely.
1: But no good but a, yeah, good see, Taddy, that sort of keeps him alive. Uh, Victoria now got a couple of losses, so that also makes it a little bit tricky. But isn't that interesting? South Australia playing Tasmania. At yeah. the City Power Centre.
2: There
0: you go. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have yeah. thought? Well, Robbie, uh, we're going to take a break. Speaking of haiku palms, we've got a haiku palm in ready to go uh, from mm-hmm. from Matt Fiction. It may or may not be related to any of the players we've just been talking about there. Oh, but, I know it's
1: coming.
0: <laughs> but let's let's just say Matt Fiction has very good taste in opening batsmen. Let's let's have a listen. And when, when we come back from that, we'll go, we'll go straight into, to Josh Layla. So, uh, get yourself a, a quiet cordial Mm -hmm. or something, Robbie, and, uh, have a listen to Joshy Layla and then we'll come back and talk some WNCL after that. Beautiful. A ton for Bryce Street, patiently peeling them off appetite for runs. And joining us on the Cricket Library Weekly from the Melbourne Renegades Big Bash team, it's a very warm welcome to Josh Layla. Thanks for joining us.
3: Hello, how are you? Yeah,
0: going really well, mate. Uh, into the off season now, but the Big Bash itself this year, not, not the season you guys were hoping for there at the Re- Renegades, What what have you taken out of out of the season that was in the Big Bash?
3: Um, There's lots of reasons as to why it ended the way it did. Unfortunately, which wasn't a great outcome, apart from the fact that um, if we go to an international players draft next year, we might get the number one pick, which I guess is a bit of a silver lining. But um, yeah, we the way I've described it to people is we had a really interesting start to the tournament. And then we were sort of four or five games in and it felt like we hadn't fired a shot. So we played really well against the Scorchers in the first game and it felt like we never really got out of second or third gear. Um, not many of our batters got a hit. Because we were only chasing about 130 or 40. The next two games we were chasing big scores and um, lost some points trying to chase the bonus point. Yeah. Um, and got bowled out for some low scores, which meant we sort of lost a lot of momentum. But... We got to sort of round four or round five before we actually felt like we'd been in a contest. Um, and I think that the, these tournaments are so small and anything can happen, talent is so even. The thing that actually decides whether you're on the top or on the bottom is often momentum. Yep. And teams that start the tournament with a few tough rounds or even if they have good performances for a few games and, and guys start to understand their roles really clearly early, Give you a massive advantage and I think we were two or three weeks in without having that experience um, and then you pop and compile things like Aaron Finch missed a couple of games to get some time out of the bubbles, um, Sean Marsh missed some games um, for the birth of your third child, all of these things happened you know round four five six when we actually needed our, our cattle on the path so there are a, a number of things that sort of didn't go our way um, but like I said, the talent was clearly there. I thought we had one of the best lists in the competition. Yep. Um. And, you know, there's, there's right things ahead,
0: certainly. Yeah, definitely. Looking at uh, particularly some of the youngsters in in the squad coming through, there are yep. a lot of really positive signs going forward if you can keep that sort of core group of players together yep. um, and, and build, yep. build on what, what, what you've started. Uh, at the back end of the season, particularly that win over the Stars was was probably a, a really good sign of things to come.
3: Yeah, uh, definitely. But the, the counter to that is those players, and there are lots of them, which is exciting, but also challenging in that it might not always be the same quicks or the same batters, because there are so many of them that they may come in and out at different times. But if I think about the success, that other teams in the past have had with a similar group of players. If I think back to a younger Scorchers squad maybe that had success around, you know, the group that was around maybe BBL 2 to 4 or 5. Guys like Maxi Klinger were super reliable. Brad Hogg, super reliable. Yeah, Adam Voges as well. So all those players like Andrew Ty, Jason Ferrandor, Del Paris, even Mitch Marsh Marshall still becoming a leader then. Sean Marsh was in that team as well. Your senior players have to be the bricks in the wall and the other guys can be the glue. Yeah. Um, so the, the excitement is there with the young guys, but the thing that we also didn't do this year is we weren't able to get... Our best players weren't our best performers and that's going to have to be the case, I think, for the team to be successful yeah Yeah. So that's on you know guys like myself and Kane Richardson and Sean Marsh and Aaron Stintz, who were have played for lots of big gushes to, to know our roles, like I mentioned earlier, and just continuously contribute. And then, um, I guess the success or failure of the team might ultimately be on the youth and the, the development of them, I guess. Yeah. And the exciting thing is, you know, the size the limit as senior players, we can contribute and those guys can make us, you know, red hot.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, just want to talk about something a little bit away from cricket, something that I've been yeah. seeing on your on your social channels. You're involved <laughs> with a, a a little project uh, on Twitch TV, and it caught my eye because I think um, recently you you were playing, um, you you were streaming. You stream online video games. Firstly, if you can tell us a bit about uh, how it works, and then. Um, what what you're doing with it? Because it it looks pretty exciting from the outside in.
3: Yeah, so Twitch is um, something that I got into last year during COVID. Um, I'm a an avid video game player. I use it mostly as a social outlet to catch up with some guys that I don't get to see a lot um, here at home with families and different things. So I like to catch up with them online and play some video games, have kind a of bit of a laugh. And then I stumbled across Twitch, which is like a huge live streaming platform. That's based out of the US. Um, and it's used a lot for video game and content creators to play and have their fans and, and people engage with them in, through this way. But there's also hundreds of thousands of people on their live streaming, all kinds of different stuff. So there's artists that'll get on for three or four hours and do a painting and chat with the people that are following them and engaged in their, you know, their live stream. Talking about all kinds of different things, and then you'll get off after a three or four hour stream. And this artist has, um, you know, made this beautiful painting, or sculpted this beautiful piece of work, or created a new song if you're a musician. Or yeah. like people open Pokemon packs of cards. Like all the radio podcasts <laughs> are on there. There's so many different things that are that are on there. But I think the beauty of the platform and something that I think community. Uh, our community is heading towards is this this ability to consume things live um, and and be part of the thing that they're engaged with, right? So um, that is one of the reasons I think sport is so valuable within our society is that unlike Netflix and things that come at our demand, because our time is so small, we can consume them when we want, sport is the thing that still holds up and people will make time in their schedule to consume because the it is best consumed live. Yeah. So there is still still an element for live content and I think that's where something like Twitch has been so popular uh, in the US. And like I was saying to you earlier, there's hundreds of billions of hours of content created every month on Twitch is like, an enormous platform. So I was watching a few a few people that I follow get on there and then that sort of prompted me to think, how can I engage with people and build a bit more of a community in this space? So at the moment, um, I'm playing some video games, <coughs> trying to bring some cricketers in as well. So,
0: yeah, um, I saw people. you had uh, Gary Lyon, and did Joshie Hazelwood jump on there as well for a session? Yeah, yeah.
3: So I had um Lino, and Hoff all on there for one session, which is great. The viewership was through
2: the roof. Oh, how good. <laughs>
3: good! Yeah, the engagement was really high, and we called it the West Como. <laughs> it was the worst Camo session because it was three three quarters of one of the best uh, bowling quartets in history and Camo wasn't there. I, I had to take his place as a fellow at 10 Yeah, and um, But, yeah, stream, streaming again tonight with uh, Nathan Lyon and Josh Hazel. So it's a great way for me to catch up with those guys because they're on the road so much that I get to see them very often. And it's a great way for other people to access you know, elite cricketers and, and see what you know they do outside of just playing the game and, and chat to those guys a little bit as well.
0: So, for all of our cricket library listeners, and there's there's quite a lot of yep. them around the place that may have never heard of something like this. You, yes. what, what you're saying is, hypothetically, they could jump on and they could be typing in the chat box and asking Josh Hazelwood a question while he's playing the video game with you. Is that is that how it works?
3: In theory, yeah. So I'm the one that's streaming, so the chat is sort of with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on my the program that runs through, right? But um, yeah, we'll get heaps of questions come through and we've got to be conscious that these guys are playing video games. They don't want it to be a, um, a player appearance as such. Yeah, yeah we, had guys on there. <laughs> we had guys on there the other day, um, while Nathan Lyon and I were waiting to load into a game and I was just reading out some of the questions that people had asked and why I was answering a couple, Oh, so good. you know, we're just sitting here playing a video game and he's like, Oh. Probably um, Sachin in Chennai or Mumbai. I think it was in Chennai. Got Sachin out, followed through the gate in Chennai, and I was like, "How cool is that?" This kid, I don't know where he was from. Could have been a 17-year-old kid from Perth who just stumbled across this, got to ask a question live, and Nathan Lyon was, was lucky that Nathan Lyon answered it. And that's, I think, that's the real beauty of the platform. That is, if you can engage with the people you know you look up to, and they can answer to you in real time use your name yeah i think that that's a different kind of connection i think that's and again i think you know twitch is gonna play a big role in in sort of the next generation consumption patterns because there's something about wanting to engage more closely you know with the with their idols through this platform that you know it's not quite the same on facebook it's not quite the same on instagram because it's all on a delay but to be able to be involved with these guys and see what they're up to in real time, I think
0: is really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll we'll put a link uh, in our show notes for those yep. people that are listening. That. Um, but Twitch TV, uh, your channel name's Morton Sun Som- someday, is that right?
3: Yeah, yeah. For so the link, Twitch TV slash Morton someday, which is a nickname that I've got uh, from the cricketers over a number of years. <laughs>
0: We'll have to get you back to explain that another time, Josh. But uh, I I really, really appreciate you taking time out of your day to chat with us at the Cricket Library Weekly. Um, I think Robbie McKinlay and I might need to jump on and um, check it out for ourselves, and I'm sure lots of our listeners will as well. Hope it goes really well, and um, hopefully we'll catch up with you again another time. Yeah, love to, mate. Anytime that you let me know. A massive thanks to Josh Layla for joining us on this edition of the Cricket Library Weekly and Robbie, we're going to have to get our online gaming hats on, I reckon. I reckon Mm -hmm. we're going to have to get out of the library. We're going to have to start getting a bit of a life for ourselves and get our Mm -hmm. head out of the books and onto Twitch TV, Morton Someday is the the channel and I'll put a Put all that info in, in the uh, show notes for people to check that out because I reckon, I reckon, Josh, if you get a spike in viewership and it seems to be coming out of libraries, um, mm. you can thank us later.
1: Yeah, people are starting to close the books on <laughs> other things, well, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. But, hey, yeah, great stuff. Josh Layla, one of the good guys in Australian sport. There you go. Just a, a, a wonderful human being. Love the man.
0: Yeah, one one of the, the true gentlemen of the game of cricket and loving what he's doing with his online presence there. And before that, Robbie, how good was that haiku oh. poem?
1: Fiction, come on. You've been talking bright straight up and what does fiction do? He comes up with the goods and reciprocates your love. Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. F- oh. fiction and I have a lot of common interests, oh. it's fair to say.
1: Yeah. I love his own Fiction. I don't know. I sometimes think he's non-fiction because he knows more than we know.
0: Well, the interesting thing about Matt Fiction is in the Big Bash, he loves the power hitters. He loves the Glenn Maxwells, the Nicholas Burans. uh, Yeah. Yet in long format cricket, I think we're starting to see – a what? trend. Yeah, we are starting to see a trend, the kind of cricketer he likes in the, in the white uniform. So, He's uh,
1: shifting to the – well, maybe there's that much love for Bryce Street and the Cricket Library Weekly from someone else that maybe fiction says it's infectious. Or
0: well, maybe – is fiction sucking up to me?
1: Something's happened. I just <laughs> keep him. When, 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 when history suggests when fiction does that, just be wary. That's what yeah, I'd say. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well – keep an iron.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, I think we'd better move on, Robbie. WNCL, you were down there at the City Power Centre commentating the Victoria v Queensland game on Friday. I was at the Western, uh, Western New South Wales PwSA trials uh, last Friday, so I didn't catch any of the action until I watched the highlights. Uh, what can you tell us about it?
1: Well, what can I tell you, Matt, is that um, Elise Valani has scored her
2: third,
1: if you don't mind, her third time of the tournament. She's now up to 538 runs for the year. She made 118. Uh, just another beautiful innings, Matty. Uh, I've been very spoiled to watch two of her hundreds, And, um, yeah, she I'm, just keeps getting better and better. And, and batting with um, just... Just with so much um, freedom and confidence. But I'll tell you another little thing I did notice, Matt. Yeah. And I took the opportunity, I left the commentary position for while in one of my breaks. I went down to ground level and I watched Alice Perry bat for a couple of overs from side on. Mm. And I can tell you, I think the loose Perry's batting is mm. in as good um, order as it has ever been. She looks absolutely brilliant. Her, her footwork, her timing, um, her confidence, she's basically hitting the ball where she wants it. So um, I think it's ominous warning for New Zealand. Louise Perry is finally, she's got her fitness back from that horrific injury a bit over 12 months ago. And um, she's bowling nicely. And yeah, she's, her game's in great shape. So Vic, they're going to lose a lot of these stars, but they don't lose the Luz Malani because she's still back home in Victoria. Molly Strano got the call up. She yeah. performed well again too. And uh, Queensland were a bit unlucky, Matty. They did not have Beth Mooney, who didn't make the trip down after her brilliant century on the Monday. Um, that obviously took a little bit of it, But uh, yeah, that, that still had some players in pretty good form. The, the recent game uh, where Gracie Harris uh, uh, oh, stormed yeah. into contention against Tasmania with 109 not out, six fours and eight sixes off just 96 rocks. And Georgia Redmayne, the good doctor, continued her good form with another 90. So, um, Queensland have got a couple of big games coming up. So, New South Wales and Queensland are very tight on the ladder. Look, Tasmania are a second on the ladder. you have got their final game is against South Australia. Now, they will have to win that game to have any chance of playing off in the final. But that still may not be enough because... If New South Wales win both their games against Queensland or Queensland win both their games, they'll go ahead. If New South Wales win one and Queensland win one game, if Tasmania can beat South Australia, I think they might make it. So there you go. So there's some an interesting finish finish coming up for the WNTL. Hey Matt, Victoria are home and host. Oh. They will play up in a final. Where it's going to be, well, that will be decided
0: they they can they can not really have to worry too much about those slow over eight penalties that they got docked there early in the season. That's no. not going to bother them in the slightest. They yeah. Well, their
1: Maddie, their run home um is uh it's not too bad. The Victorians they they have got a, a game over in West Australia. Yep, and they also have got a actually sorry they've got two games against Western Australia. So. West Australia at home will not be losing any players to the tour to New Zealand. So this this could make things interesting again. Um, In fact, if they lose both their games and New South Wales or Queensland will win both, they could, well, pinch top spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think I see... um, I I think what I see happening is uh, a couple of wins and losses for teams. I don't see a team Mm. getting on a run at this stage of the season. WA would love to, the reigning champions. They'd love to get on a bit of a, bit of a streak. And they've got that day-night game coming up. How good's that going to be under lights at the Wacker on Friday night? They
1: they have, they've played four games. They have not got a point. They could win, they they could win four games in a row, chuck in a bonus point here and there. And it still won't be enough. enough. Yeah. No, so, so Dylan and,
0: A good friend who loves watching WA cricket. Um, Yeah, just stick with them, mate. Yeah, stick with them. And Piper Cleary, former guest on the podcast, we're expecting her to uh, roll out some of her best form for the home crowd over there as well. So looking forward to that. Now, I can't avoid this, Robbie, but what a player. Rachel Haynes. Magnificent 100 for her against the ACT. 139 not out. Off 105 deliveries, first player I would pick in uh, most teams that I would select (laughs) and she's done it again. And Rachel Treneman, a friend of the Cricket Library as well, 56 not out uh, there in that first game against the ACT. And of course, the ACT's Katie Mack, another friend of the Cricket Library, 71 at the top of the order in that first game as well. So uh, some... Some good things good things coming oh. to those that come on the Cricket Library. There's some people suggesting um, that maybe uh, we oh, we were a bad Matt. omen for people, but
1: oh, I don't no. think that's hey, the Matt, case. I'll throw another one at you. And again, it's, I know it's promoting the Mighty Murray region, but Chora was very own. Gabby Sutcliffe, a former contributor to the Cricket Library, Weekly podcast. Yeah, she on debut for ACT Meteors took three wickets, if you don't mind, and two of those wickets being um, none other than uh, Alyssa Healy
0: and Ash Gardner, and the other one being uh, Riverina girl Rachel Treneman.
1: who also, as we you know, has been a contributor to the Cricket Library Weekly as well. So there you go. So I know that I know you fielded some questions and some queries from a few of our loyal listeners. That is the Cricket Library. Weekly curse alive and well. Well, I think that can extinguish that flame. Matt.
0: yeah, we've put that one to bed definitely and absolutely. So a couple of wins there for New South Wales. Some some strong wins there against the ACT and New South Wales. Just reminding us that the dynasty, mm. the dynasty that they've had, is still alive and well. So. Uh, let's see how it goes uh, for the remainder of the season. St- a, a massive finish to the WNCL yeah. season and uh, some big games in Perth uh, coming up with the Western Australian women taking on the ACT Medias on Friday, that one a day-night fixture. And then on Sunday, it's uh, Western Australia against the Scorpions. So looking forward to so, that. So, I
1: think... No, anyone who's in that Australian squad has played their last game, haven't
0: they? Yeah, they they head off on Sunday, I think it is, or maybe even before Sunday. They've got the two weeks quarantine.
1: Mightn't f- be Friday, yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah. Uh, of course, none, as we said again, none of those players be available for the final, which is um, scheduled for I think it's March twenty seventh. I've, so. I've just I've just
0: realised that we might be a good chance of moving up the charts uh, on the podcast charts in New Zealand with those Australian players in quarantine. Um, you know what I'd be doing if I was in quarantine. I'd be listening to the cricket Library weekly back episodes oh, there
1: you go with a few few to click through
0: yeah, there might be one that I'd be not recommending as much as the others, but um <laughs> I'll leave that I'll leave I'll leave that to uh, the, discretion join of the the discretion the yeah join the dots anyway, uh, Robbie, we're gonna have a quick break uh when we come back. Uh, time for the mailbag.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Something's landed, I gather.
0: Well, we'll have to wait and see. I thought you might have something there. But anyway... I might
1: have have something for you.
0: We'll have a quick break and see what you got. We are back on the Cricket Library Weekly and time now for one of our most revered segments around the world, Matt's Mailbag. Now, this is the segment where you can send in your queries to us via Australia Post, 101R Bungle Gumby Road, Borobudine, New South Wales 2830. That is not a made-up address. That is the actual address uh, for those Mm -hmm. that have queried that. I've had a lot of queries about that this (laughs) Mm -hmm. week. Uh, Don't boy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, just put those in the mail. I might need to do some social posts of Bungle Gumby Road. So that people can actually see where the library is. Um. Anyway, we don't. I didn't uh, receive any official mailbag this week, but I thought a good talking point, Robbie. Uh last week on the podcast we mentioned, uh a six landing on the seat at Wade Park Orange, next to yes. where Aaron and my kids were sitting for Sydney Thunder v Hong Kong, and Dylan jumped on Twitter and said he was half asleep i i prefer to say deep in concentration when the big bear cameron white launched one onto the seat in front of him in a he was asleep in a, in a domestic one go incredible scenes and uh dylan's dylan's prompted us and he said he's going to that wncl game on friday night and he cops a little bit of stick for taking annual leave to watch the cricket. But let's just put it out there. Anyone listening to our podcast, if you're not using your annual leave to watch domestic cricket, you need to reassess how you're using your annual leave, would be mm, my advice. Agreed. I've I've taken annual leave uh, lots of times. Generally for Sheffield Shield, I'd say. I don't think I've taken annual leave for any Marsh Cup fixtures that I can think of. But I've um,
1: taken annual leave for beach cricket.
0: Oh, the old beach yeah. cricket, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good excuse. But
1: um, I, I agree, Matty. What? What else? What, what, that's annual, leave for, yeah, you know? an, annual
0: leaves for. Yeah, definitely what's annual leaves for. Just trying to think any other times I might have missed something important to go to the cricket. Can you can you think of anything for you, Robbie?
1: Oh well, we we'll go uh, I remember when World Series Cricket was in town. That's probably giving a bit of a clue of my age. But uh, dad, dad dragged dragged uh, me out of high school. I wasn't really kicking screaming either. We went down and watched we watched the West Indies play the Cavaliers at the Aubrey Sports Ground.
0: Oh how good.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. So yeah, actually walking around the ground and Bernard Julian uh, Bernard Julian, the wig West Indian all rounder, hit lob one onto the uh, trotting track at the sports ground, first bounce over the fence. I just happened to be walking past the right time and took it in one hand on the first bounce.
2: Oh how good.
1: Threw it back and away we went. So yeah, so um, but that, yeah, I took a Dad dragging me out of school for that. That was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, what
1: about you, Matty? Any, any important uh, school
0: moments? Uh, Do you want to? Is this? Uh, where's this going? Is this? Is this?
1: What? Imagine if you had a school swimming car, oh.
0: hole, perhaps on the same <laughs> on the same day oh. as. A,
1: As a cricket event.
0: I'm getting exposed here. As a former primary school principal, I I find this very hard to talk about. Uh,
1: You need to be real here, Matt. I do need to be real. When
0: when I was in year eight, uh, New South Wales played against Australia in a World Cup warm-up game at the North Sydney Oval. Yeah, I remember that. And it happened to coincide with my school swimming carnival. Somehow, my brother and I were able to convince my mother that the cricket would be a better educational experience for us than going to the swimming carnival. (laughs) Of course, it is. And so there we are with mum at North Sydney Oval and just a few overs in, the school principal. (laughs) Must have, mustn't have checked his diary because he wasn't at the school swimming carnival. (laughs) He was, he was sitting, he was sitting two rows in front, and and we're we're just sitting there. No, he didn't, but but I did get exposed because in the luncheon interval, the 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 great K D Walters had joined up. Do you remember there was in 1992, they came out with this yeah. new bat handle design that had a, had like an S shape and yep, it, and it yep. was designed to try and help players hit the ball on the ground, which is really my forte. I think that's, uh, <laughs> th- that's the way I love to play the game. Anyway, at the luncheon interval, Doug Walters right, said, would have enjoyed that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe he would have, maybe he would have. But, um, Doug Walters said, oh, I need someone to come out and hit a few throwdowns out on North Sydney Oval. And he said, um, that boy up there with the glasses, do you want to come and hit a few? And I'm thinking, oh, Uh-oh. no, <laughs> I'm meant to be at the swimming carnival and there's TV cameras everywhere. I think Channel <laughs> 10 News were there. And I'm and I'm like... And
1: Mr. What's-His-Name was there. Yeah,
0: Mr. Marr uh, Ma was there. And then... I'm like, but this is KD Walters. How many how many kids get a chance to hit a few throwdowns from KD Walters? So I went out on the field and hit a few throwdowns, and then just went and hit up in the uh, in the grandstand, hoping that uh, <laughs> no one would make too much fuss about it. But um, yeah, a very happy memory, and I often Beautiful. thank my mother for yeah. r- writing the permission note to say that I wouldn't be at school that day. So, hey,
1: Matt, this is, this is this is not a cricket question, but by any chance, was that swimming in with with the um, iconic and historic North Sydney pool that's getting uh, ripped up actually very soon?
0: No, it wasn't. It oh, wasn't. Well, so, yeah, no, that's just a side note so, right. there. West Pimble no, swimming good pool. Decision. Yeah, very, yeah. <laughs> very good decision. Anyway, yeah. r- Robbie, uh, if people want to send in questions, they can do it. Get, a, get in touch with us on the socials, but preferably we would like a postcard. So we can one, one. put you up on the wall of fame and we can send you a little gift as well if you, um, if you partake in uh, indulging us by sending us some, some snail mail. But Robbie, guess what? I reckon that's about time, isn't it? That is about time. Uh, massive thanks to Josh Layla for giving us some of his time. Don't forget to check out his uh, Twitch TV, Morton Someday. That's uh, well worth a look there. Robbie and I will be doing that in the coming weeks. And, of course, big thanks to Matt Fiction, magnificent haiku poem, as you would expect. And, Robbie, we'll be back again next week because we're a weekly show. So hopefully in about seven days' time we'll do it all again. This has been Matt Ellis and Robbie McKinlay for the Cricket Library Weekly. Bye for now.